0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Silver Spoon Podcast. I'm your host, Kennedy Alsop. Please note that this is not financial advice. We are back again this week with, oh, I always forget to introduce myself. First of all, you're back again this week with me, your host, Kennedy Alsop, and we're back again with Christina. We met in college. We met at Furman University in Greenville, South Carolina, and after graduation, she moved up to New York. Um She then began her career as a recruiter, which eventually led her to starting her own career coaching business. Make sure you definitely check her out. Um, we'll make sure to, you know, Drop all the socials in the show notes so you can definitely be sure to check out everything that she has there because she is truly making a name for herself across YouTube and other social media platforms as she shares tips and tricks and just other personal stories on how she's cre- not created, how she's cleared her debt and started investing and has done much more. Uh, we're excited that she's here again with us today to talk a little bit more about getting rid of baggage, getting rid of debt. So we thank you, Christina, for joining us. And we also thanks Mango for this live stream. Yes, I'm so glad that you're joining us. So I know that you, you know, you've been creating a presence already and have a presence out there, um, digital footprint, if you will, on just all things personal finance. So would love to be able to pick your brain a little bit more about, you know, how you got interested in it and sort of How you've been able to apply different things that have helped you get to the place that you're at now. We talked a little bit, you know, about, well, a lot of bit about travel last time. So, you know, of course, now we're in a place where you feel like you're able to plan trips and be able to do more things. But of course, that was a journey for you. So would love to learn a little bit about, um, you know, I guess, let's, before we even dive into the questions, how did you get started with you know putting your story out there on youtube and just sharing sharing you know with with us how you were able to do the things that you're doing
1: yeah absolutely I think my story in a lot of ways is not that unique because I feel like like a lot of people I um kind of sort of had to like hit the rock bottom like rock bottom rock bottom in my situation Mm -hmm. to like realize that I needed um to you know make big changes, um, in my life, especially when it came to like finances and like personal finance. Um, so kind of like, you know, my story is that I found myself in a lot of debt, and I'm talking about I was 22 years old, and I think at the time I had maybe three or four credit cards, and they were all maxed out at that point because of a lot of you know bad decisions that I made. Some of the things I kind of like had to charge on my credit cards, but a lot of it was just me being responsible with money. Um, and you know, it was a really tough situation, and I just decided that I needed to change, and that's how I got on this personal finance journey. And I feel like I learned so much and just really changed the person I was growing up. So yeah, that's kind of like how it all started.
0: Okay, yeah, that's awesome. So you mentioned a little bit, you know, had some credit card debt, had some things, you know, some unhealthy habits that, uh, you know, you were sort of dealing with. So how would you describe? I guess in a nutshell, sort of a toxic relationship with money? Mm-hmm. Um, what types of behaviors do you feel like are associated with that? Um, mm-hmm. What types of things did you see in yourself that you're like, okay, this is not helping me get to where mm-hmm. I want to go?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know what, if you asked me this question like a few years ago, I probably wouldn't even have like a full answer. But now, you know, looking back at it, I think it all started in my childhood because I mentioned on a previous episode, you know, I grew up in the family that was, always struggling financially, you know, in one way or the other, I would never say that I grew up in poverty, but I, I remember like the topic of money always being something that caused a lot of tension and something that like was discussed on a daily basis, you know, specifically like the lack of money or that you needed to like spend less, you needed to like, you know, not do this, not do that. It was just like always, um, you know, point of tension in my household growing up. Um, also, I grew up as an immigrant. I'm actually a double immigrant because I grew up in, I was born and like, raised in Russia by an immigrant family. And then I moved to the States in my teens and became an immigrant all over again. Um, but, you know, not something that not a lot of people, I mean, like a lot of people like talk about how it's always challenging for immigrants, but it's one thing to like actually see that, you know, growing up in it because you kind of just like used to, um, seeing that other people have a little bit more than you do, or like people have like an easier life and things like, and things like that. So pretty much like growing up for me in my head was always, I always had a very low self-esteem associated with the lack of money. So I just always felt like, you know, other people had like better stuff, like my friends had better clothes or like people were going on vacations and like, I wasn't. So I think I just had this very toxic as, like I pretty much like would tie money to myself worth um, mm-hmm. growing up. And mm-hmm. the day I graduated, like I got my first job in in um, in New York City that I was like super proud of. I was like, hey, now that I have access to money and now that I you know, can open my own credit cards, I'm going to make up for all of that. So because I always felt bad about not having stuff, now I'm just going to buy a bunch of stuff, <laughs> thinking that it was going to make me, me feel better about myself. So I was like, oh, like maybe now that I have all these nice things, people going to like me more or like, you know, people are going to like, love me more. Or like, it was just like a very toxic association. You know, when you think like, you know, your self-worth is tied to money uh, mm. and not like actually you being a good person and being, you know, like caring and being like kind and things like that. So I think that's what it was, um, you know, with my childhood and then also having some relationships where, you know, my partners came from a very different background from myself and like, mm you know, them sometimes making comments that, like, made me feel like I wasn't good enough because, you know, I didn't have as much as them. So I think, like, that's probably something that a lot of people can relate to when you say, like, you have a toxic relationship with money. It's just, like, tying yourself forth <laughs> to, to the number in your bank account.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, totally. I totally get that. And, yeah, then it's, like, sometimes, like, we we try to, because like, I'm definitely, I've <laughs> definitely done this, like try to overcompensate with like, okay, like, all right, we know how, like, we don't, we know what's going on in the background, but like, we don't necessarily want that to be like, what we're, the picture that we're portraying and things like that. So then that's where mm-hmm. the credit cards love to step in and, um, yeah. you know, be the, the fake savior, if you will, for us for the short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. Cause I think that's definitely something that A lot of people can certainly resonate with, especially in this age of social media too. like, it's so hard not to compare yourself to what other people are doing. And it's also hard to remember, too, that it's only half the picture, we're only seeing what people want us to see. But so highlight reel. Yeah. Yeah. We, for, but we forget that. And it's like, mm-hmm. wait a second, like how we're the same age and how are they doing, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I'm over here, like, you know, I can't move out of the basement or something like I just, mm-hmm. which is true story. Um, <laughs> but anyway, But, but yeah, so, um, and I totally get that. And I think, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's, yeah, that's, I think that's something that we can definitely all resonate with. So, what would you say broke the cycle for you? What made you like aware of Mm -hmm. aware and being able to like articulate now you're like, okay, I know exactly sort of what, what my toxic relationship with money was like sort of what broke the cycle for you and sort of helped you change your actions to start moving towards a more positive relationship.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it was like a series of things. I think it was 2018, um, that really made a, a very big difference because, you know, I wasn't a lot of debt, but I, I was like, I need to pay it off. But I want to live life and, you know, I'll do it later. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also like, you know, being an immigrant in the States, you, I didn't really understand fully how credit cards work because growing up, my parents never used credit cards. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand uh, what a credit score <laughs> Meant and how it worked, and then you know that if you just don't pay a credit card bills, you're gonna get sent to collections, which is exactly what happened to me over mm-hmm. something that was really stupid. I opened a retail credit card, and my balance is literally only like nineteen dollars, but I wouldn't pay it, and it turned into like a hundred dollars over the oh, per, no. course of something, and I got sent into collections over nineteen dollars. That's how stupid it was. So my credit score oh. tanked like completely. I was in left five hundred. and I remember I was coming up to like one year at my apartment that I was renting and I wanted to move somewhere else but I couldn't because my credit score was trash (laughs) um and then you know all of my credit cards were maxed out and to make matters worse I was trying to go to grad school and I didn't have any money for that so I was like okay I'm like really screwed I'm in a position where I was like I can't get out of my situation because my credit score is terrible and then you know I can't do a lot of things because I was I felt so trapped um, Mm -hmm. and everything and at the time I was uh, you know I was New York City I was like young and I was dating this guy from Wall Street Uh, so typical Uh, (laughs) and I don't remember how but I think I shared my situation with him and then his reaction made me like really angry but now looking back and I was like thank God he was there. Um, the relationship wasn't that great, but then like, Mm -hmm. I think he was really good with finances, you know, working on wall street. Mm -hmm. And he explained to me like, Hey, this is how like credit card utilization, like affects your credit score. Like, you know, this is what you need to do. Um, this is what is killing you because I had credit cards, credit card, credit cards. And then the interest rate was like 26% or something like that was insane. And, you know, I was like making payments, but like my balance kept going up, which was awful. So I was mm-hmm. so stuck in it. But he was the one who like really educated me on how things worked. I didn't really like how he did it because it felt like a little bit invasive. Like in the moment, I didn't like it. But mm-hmm. now looking back on it, I was like, maybe I would still be in debt if it wasn't, you know, for him getting all up in my business, which I was like <sighs> really grateful about. Um, so that's kind of like something that like, you know, broke the cycle I think hmm. it's you know like when people say it's like the first step to recover is realizing you actually have a problem yeah. and I realized <laughs> that I had a problem because before that I was like well everyone is in debt and I'm like you know I'm yeah I'm young. like I can do this I'll pay it off later no big right. deal but then that's when I was like okay I actually need to take a step back and like start changing my behavior start changing my lifestyle um to you know get out of the situation and you know grow instead of kept falling back on my, like you
0: know on all my responsibilities yeah no yeah I feel that I feel that for sure there's this book that I read called um I don't know I just know in the title it had like something like 20 somethings something for 20 somethings it was like a really good book but it was can't remember the title or the author <laughs> um whatever I'll drop it down in the, the show notes if I I know I have it somewhere over here but it it's really interesting because yeah you mentioned like yeah like as a you know especially when you're younger you're like oh like this is yeah everybody's doing it everybody's in debt it's gonna you know it's not it's gonna be tomorrow's problem and like it's fine and then I don't know I feel like in this book it talks about like okay yeah you start to like Maybe like get over the hump and like turn twenty five, and then it's like you get closer to thirty, and you're like, wait a second, hold <laughs> on, I now have to like worry about worry about these things a little bit, and like they have repercussions. Oh, okay, uh, I want to buy a house, but the like you know, <laughs> yacht party that I went on like you know three years ago, that's not helping out my situation. So like you know, definitely like being able to do both, but like yeah, for sure, being able to find that balance because it will, yeah, it will come back and and smack you in the, in the butt a little bit if, <laughs> if it's not, um if it's not managed, but um, that's great. Well, you know, it's okay. The relationship didn't work out, but you were able to get something of benefit from it. So yeah. thanks to him for that. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. he, could, he could learn to be a little bit of better, better of a teacher. Um, But anyway, so curious to know a little bit more about um, you know, as you mentioned, step one was figuring out. You know that you have a problem. What were the some of the bad habits that you you know had to get in check, and sort of what did you put in place to help you get in check with those? Did you have like a punishments and rewards type system, accountability partner? How did it work out for you?
1: Yeah, I think what I what really helped me to like change my behavior was. I think like the most life-changing thing, I mean, there are a lot of different things, right? There's budgeting, there's like, okay, do I really need this? Do I not need this? Is like a better deal. Do I shop around? There are so many different things. But I think the most life-changing thing for me was um, recurring transactions every time I would get a paycheck. So um, I think to me, when I first started making money, I didn't really know how to like budget my paychecks properly. So I would say like, oh, I'm not spending that much, I'm not spending that much. And then it's the end of the month and I'm like, do I have enough money to pay rent or like, do I have enough money to cover my baseline, you know, like phone bill, all the basic things that I needed. And mm-hmm. then I didn't want to be scrambling, but like hey, crap, I have to pull money out of my savings to like cover my rent or all these things. And then, right. you know, a few months later, I was like, do I have any money in the savings? Cause like, I really just didn't really know when my money was going. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, just the. first thing that i did to like help me with budgets and i think that's something i shared with you when we had a call with northwestern mutual is um i set up like recurring deposits to where every you know i like knew this is how much i was making every paycheck so a portion of it is going to go towards rent so you know like this is how much this is how many paychecks i have per month this is my rent divided by number of paychecks so this amount goes towards a savings account but just for rent so that was like my biggest thing and then after rent was gone and that was the biggest expense because I lived in New York City okay it's like all the other money it's like okay like this much is going to go towards my phone bill so pretty much I would like separate all my fixed expenses from my variable expenses because mm-hmm. um, I don't have the patience to like go and like budget every little thing or like put down every single transaction like a lot of people do so I was like how about I just take all my fixed expenses out and whatever I have Left in the bank account is the money that I can spend without like being too anxious. Obviously, I should save as much as possible, but mm-hmm. at least my baseline is covered, so I'm not going to be in a situation I'm going to be scrambling and trying to pull money out of my savings. So that was the first step that I think like made a huge difference for me. Yeah. Um, and then very in a very similar theme, I started having sinking funds. So um. I had like a separate account just to like pay off debt all the time again like separating that and then for sinking funds because like you know I still wanted to have fun I still wanted to like be able to travel I didn't want to restrict myself too much Mm -hmm. um so instead of you know let's say like at the end of the year like I really want to go on this trip I don't have to pull money out of my savings I can just have like a separate savings account and each paycheck would have a small amount going towards that travel account and at the end of the year I would have like a thousand or two thousand dollars and like, okay, now I can book the trip without affecting all of my other goals or something like that. So just really like splitting up my paychecks and like having it's like it's pretty much budgeting, but you know, I feel like you take a lot of like mental work out of it. So yeah. that was like a huge change for me. Um uh, and then, you know, things like realizing like you need to shop around for deals. Um I realized that my company was actually like giving me $50 towards phone bill i didn't know that before because i was too lazy to look into it so i was like okay well that saves me extra 50 bucks it's extra 50 bucks i can put towards debt um or you know there are certain like employee benefits that i think a lot of us don't take advantage of um because thank you benefits well yeah a lot of people <laughs> just don't know that they have access to all of those mm-hmm. things so i was going to grad school at the time and i was like getting killed with tuition money on top of like the debt and guess what? I thought out of my company was giving me, like, was giving all employees $5,000 towards specific grad school programs, Um, had to be in specific major, and I qualified for that. So that was hey. an extra 5000 towards everything. So that meant that I also had $5,000 towards my debt. And, yeah. then, and then, you know... um. A lot of people use their tax refunds to, like, do fun stuff. To me, that was immediately, okay, that's a big chunk of my debt. Again, so just really being, like, smart about and, like, really looking into what you have access to and see how that can help you to pay off debt faster. Yeah.
0: No, yeah, that's... That's awesome. Those are, those are some great tips, some great things to start. And yeah, like for sure, definitely make sure you're checking your employee benefits. Cause yeah, there are definitely a lot of programs that like, they're not going to advertise, but like, they're like, yeah, if you look into it, (laughs) exactly like, you know, look into it, I guess we'll give it to you. But if you're not looking for it, we're not going to show it to you. Uh Um, yeah, like definitely like even taking, um, like my partner has like being able to take advantage of, um, what is it? Like the, like student like tuition like payback or whatever type same type of like similar type of program so yeah. yeah so as long as you yeah as long as you make a certain grade doesn't have to you know necessarily be an a but at least pass you can get a good chunk of your money back so yeah Yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely a a good way to do it. So curious how, so I know, you know, had the boyfriend at the time that Mm -hmm. maybe gave you the kick in the butt a little bit, but what other resources and things did you um, find for yourself? Like, were you just like hitting Google? Were you a social media person? Like, where did you find your resources to help you figure out what strategy was right for you?
1: So there is this one YouTube channel that at the time, I think like educated me so much on money, which, you know, we all went to school. I feel like we like, learned so many like things that we never end up applying in real life but there's very like practical things of personal finance and nobody teaches you how to do Mm -hmm. um so at the time i loved this youtube channel called the financial diet um because they had a lot of really cool videos about like personal finance 101 like you know um how to pay off debt like snowball method or versus like avalanche method. That's where I learned about the sinking funds or like, you know, automatic transfers or concept like paying yourself first. Um also Because like the the founder of the channel, Sasha, it's also a comedia company now. She had a very similar story to myself where she had like toxic relationship with money or like she like dated people that made her feel bad because she wasn't as like wealthy or something like that. Um mm. so I love that. The reason why I say like back in the day, I'm not really a big fan of like what they content turned into now. It used to be a lot of like educational. Now it's a lot of trashing pop culture and how like I don't know reality tv like made this generation like terrible at money like but I feel like it was just a lot of like trashing like daily things now I don't really like the channel as much anymore but back Mm -hmm. in the day like they had amazing content so that was one of the biggest things and I think just to kind of like segue into like what I do now um when it comes to debt I realize that there is only so much money that i could save from like the income that i had mm-hmm. at the time like there's only so much that you can cut back on right um to like have extra money to pay off your debt but what it really helped me to get out of debt much faster was a side hustle you know sometimes like if you can't save more money you need to start making more money mm-hmm. so that's where i got into like the side hustle work and, and things like that i was like you know what i want to get out of debt but I don't want to restrict myself too much. I think there is somewhere in like the questions that you sent me about like restricting yourself. I was like, okay, like there are a lot of things that, okay, like make sense, you know, don't waste food, like cook at home, like do all this stuff. But at some point it's like, I'm still young. I still want to go on trips. I still want to have fun with my friends. Like I don't want to miss out on a lot of great experiences just because i'm trying to get out of debt Mm -hmm. so for me it was like okay, like if i can't get like if i can't save more money i'm gonna try and make more money so that's where i got into like career coaching and freelancing and that's something that helped me to like fully pay off my debt like in under two years um i think that's what really made a difference on top of like changing my behaviors (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's for sure. And yeah, that's, that's definitely a, that's also a, an awesome tip too. Yeah. Sometimes you just, you got to increase what's coming in so that you can mm-hmm. um, be able to pay it off quickly. And then, yeah, you then add to the savings buckets even quicker. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's definitely awesome. Um, So I know you mentioned you didn't necessarily like restrict yourself during that time, but once you were debt free, did you do anything fun to you know celebrate it go on a trip take yourself out to a nice dinner and do anything like that
1: yeah that's a great question I can't think of anything that I I feel like I'm one of those people like I don't really need to like reward and motivate myself just like knowing that I'm doing a good job is like enough for me I think I grew up in like I have Asian parents I'm not used to words of affirmation or (laughs) rewards like people celebrating me (laughs) it's always like a, a joke um So I didn't really feel like I needed it. I mean, like I was traveling, like I obviously started going on more trips, but it was just more Mm -hmm. so like things that I wanted to do wasn't really like me rewarding myself, I guess in some ways. Like, okay, now I can't afford to do all these things, but it wasn't like, oh, you just paid off your debt. So let's reward yourself. Because to me, it was like, okay, I'm going to reward myself now. But by rewarding myself, I'm probably going to get back in debt. <laughs> so <Very good> point. <laughs> um, so to me it was like, okay, like, you know, like, let's stay debt free by not treating yourself too much. Um, and that's where I think Actually, I think that's the answer to the next question. But yeah, hopefully that answers your question. It was just like, you know, me like not being stressed was already like enough of a reward for me.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, then we can. Yeah, the next question is, do you ever, you know, feel yourself sliding back into those old habits? I know you, you know, you're like, I want to work to maintain the debt free. So what you know how do you stop yourself what do you have in place like you know of course using credit cards is still a thing you can get those travel points but maybe what are some things that help you keep yourself in check so it's not running up a bill anymore
1: yeah i think there are a few other things like i don't really see myself slipping back in my old habits as much um thankfully, because, you know, I think it's, I'm just like running on autopilot. Um, It really helps that, like, you know, since then, like, I've increased my income significantly. So I can still like treat myself without like, going into debt. Um, But some of the like habits that I have implemented that like become so natural these days is with credit cards especially. I'm one of those people I pay off my credit card bill, like whatever balance I have in it, probably like every few days, like definitely at least like once a week. Mm-hmm. Because whenever I get paid, like I just want to like whenever I spend whatever I spend on my credit card, I just want to like pay it off, even if it's only like a hundred or two hundred dollars. Um yeah. so that you know, I think that's the problem with credit cards because like Back when we had, like, debit cards, like, whenever you swipe something, right, it automatically, like, instantly gets deducted from your balance, so you know exactly how much you have left, but with credit cards, it's, like, the balance, kind of, like, it takes time for it to kick in, so, like, sometimes, like, end of the month, and you're just like, oh, holy crap, like... What I have on my credit card is way more than what I actually have in my checking account. So what I really do is like I try to pay it off like every few days so that I never get hit by a big bill that I cannot handle at the end of the month. So I always know exactly how much I actually have in my checking account. That's one thing. But I think the biggest thing is like I'm trying not to fall a victim to the lifestyle inflation. I think this is where a lot of people like End up back in debt because it's like, oh now I pay off my debt, or like I'm making a little bit more money, so I'm gonna have a slightly nice apartment, a slightly nicer car, I'm gonna buy like slightly nicer clothes, mm-hmm. and that's something that pushes a lot of people back in debt, or like you know, they yeah. fall back into the habits. So lifestyle
0: inflation. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I think that's like such a big thing. So what I really try to do is, you know, be like reasonable with like my spendings, right? Like with trips. I want to go on a nice trip, but just because I can afford first class tickets doesn't mean I'm going to do it because I don't need it. Um, it. You know, it just doesn't really make any sense, right? So, um, I just told you before I'll call, I just, um, you know, bought a house. and <laughs> We're still in the closing yeah. process, but like on a Sunday, but like as we were touring the, the neighborhood, there were so many like amazing houses that like I could afford, you know, with like nice views and like big backyards, all that stuff, but then just because i could afford those houses didn't mean that i really needed it so i was really trying to think of like what do i really need like I'm okay with having like a smaller house. Maybe I can buy a t- townhouse. I don't need to have epic views anymore. That was like my biggest lifestyle inflation. All of my old apartment in New so York had like the most epic views. Yes. <laughs> <where>? <laughs> but I was like, okay, like, but I don't really need this. You know, it's like my house. It's okay if I look straight into the neighbor as long as like my mortgage is like way less So like living below my means. And, you know, I also just bought a car recently and I was like, oh, it'd be so nice to drive a Mercedes Benz. But I'm okay with driving a Nissan if it means that, you know, the payment is going to be enough for me to not have to work really hard or so just like not being a victim to that lifestyle inflation is something that really helped me to like keep myself on track with like yeah. with good dis- like lifestyle decisions.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. And this wasn't necessarily a question you were expecting. But um, now, like, you know, of course, with buying the house, which congratulations, that's awesome. You you know, that's going to be putting you in a mortgage is good debt because when Mm -hmm. we purchase a home, we assume it'll be an asset and it'll appreciate over time, of course, um, especially the way that the housing market has proven over the last 30 years, housing will continue to increase forever. So we might as well just get used to it. Um, but <laughs> what would you say, you know, is your approach? And maybe this isn't, isn't something maybe, you know, of course, you just bought the house, but what's going to be your approach going forward with like the mortgage and things like that, like sort of incurring that debt? Is that something you feel like you want to pay off as fast as possible? You're okay with like the 30 year term? Or sort of what are you thinking mm-hmm. around that?
1: So it's a great question. I got really lucky because I actually got a, a really great mortgage deal. So for the first year, my hey. interest rate is only 299, which is like, oh, yeah, I never know when it's going to happen again. So for the first year, I'm definitely not going to be worried too much. Yeah. Um, I, you know, being me already came up with different ways that I can like offset my mortgage because both my husband and I have LLC. So a big part of like the square footage is going to be yes. written off, okay. um, you know, that. so that's something that is really going to help. Um, I don't plan. live there for too long because um i think it's going to be our home for like the next five years or so um because i would really love to like you know wait for like the value to go up and then you know sell it and move somewhere else We'll, we'll see what happens in five years it's kind of um far ahead but I think one of the also reasons why I wanted to buy in that specific neighborhood it has a good school district so I know the value will continue going up people always going to want to live there and then also we found out that they're building like this shopping and like this attraction area like pretty much like across the street from that gated community that we're going to be in so i know that's gonna (laughs) increase the value yeah so that's why i was like okay i don't need like the fanciest house but location is everything and you know part of me was like oh god i just dropped like most of my savings on this house but with my husband and i were sitting like hey we didn't actually like you know spend that money we just transferred one kind of ass like we just transferred one type of asset into a different asset so that's kind of what i see it's just more like a long-term investment so i'm not really like planning on like trying really hard to pay off the mortgage because i think like the appreciation is gonna you know cover, <laughs> cover the difference yeah, yeah and then okay. tax write-offs and everything
0: okay awesome awesome i hope all business owners out there that you were taking notes because that was a gem <laughs> Um, you know, uh, you work from home, buy a house, you know, you could write it off a little bit. Good gym. Good gym. Um, <laughs> so now that's awesome. That's great. And congratulations again. That's going to be, um, amazing. It'll be nice to just have your own space, something that you own. I I aspire to to join the club one day, but I will, mm. I will settle for the basement for now eventually it'll change Um, you know
1: it's so funny because like some people say it's like oh like how come these people are doing all this thing and I'm like slapping my bed like in in the basement Mm -hmm. but on the other side like when I look at people who like His parents allow them to like stay at home and like not spend ridiculous money on rent I'm like I'm jealous of you I don't know what you're thinking yeah no yeah it's a yeah it definitely
0: has its trade-off it definitely does like I'll I'll say I'm appreciative because so we do pay we pay something but I think in terms it's supposed to help like you know they know that when we moved in here we want to buy a house eventually one day too so you know it's like okay yeah well we'll charge you rent but like we're going to make sure we're saving it for you too. So that, you know, here's like this fun, unexpected gift when you, when you yeah. move out. So it's definitely yeah. worth it. And it's great. His mom cooks amazing, amazing meals. So, you know, oh, that's... cut out, cut out all the food cost. If you, I mean, does it cut out my food cost? No, but mm-hmm. it at least just, you know, I'm sure one, it like
1: helps. Yeah. yeah. Cause like living by yourself is like, it's so expensive so like I I think like also growing up in the culture where like children live with their parents until they got married like to me Mm. like the fact that people like willingly move out and live on their own right and like incur all those expenses to me was like so crazy coming to the states yeah Yeah, no yeah
0: and coming from somebody who like yeah who grew up that way because I I felt that So like after I graduated from Furman I was like oh like I'm, well first of all yeah senior year was like I gotta find a job I gotta like have some type of next step but then like I didn't find a job I'd applied to grad school but like I wasn't like overly like excited about the idea of grad school but I was like I just can't return home and like now I'm like why why we could have just stayed at home we could have saved some money for a little mm-hmm. bit you know DC would have happened eventually maybe you would have thought out your grad I mean love my grad program but I was like maybe Mm. I would have thought it out a little bit more I mean it's part of my journey now but no I think it's definitely yeah it's a wild a wild sort of idea of um just yeah okay at 18 or even heck at 21 22 I I'm gonna just go out and figure it out on my own because lord have mercy
1: it's Mm. tough out here and it just keeps getting more expensive I'm just like I don't know it was like I'm just listening to like what people pay for like rent these days in like New York City where I started I'm like are you crazy like I was making way more than you were back in 2017 and I wouldn't even think about like paying that much in rent mm-hmm. just to be able to... And I was like this is one of the things that I wanted to keep my mortgage like as low as possible because like I don't want to be house It's like you're living in this nice place but you have like no money to do anything outside of your house right. um, and that's what a lot of like young people do it's like okay let me just live in this like big apartment and this like prime place, and then you have to like eat your breakfast at like a certain time so that you know you're not too hungry by like lunchtime, so you can like go. Like I had friends who did that. Like actually, it's somebody we both know. I'm not gonna say who, but when like we like he moved to New York City, he told me he's like I want this like big apartment. I was like, what are you doing? You're not gonna have any money. And he was like, I'm one of those people who eats Oreos at like 10:30 so that I'm like not too hungry for breakfast or lunch. I'm like, that's not a right. Oh boy, yeah. You know, no. your priority strain. Like that's not how you should be doing this. No. You really apartment
0: poor. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. No. I couldn't I couldn't I could not live in DC yeah. or not in DC in New York. Like I just even here, like I know it's it's expensive, but it's definitely definitely not quite as expensive. But like yeah. you'll have people who like are living like three or four people to a a place, and they're, like, you know, still, like, for me, I was, like, not imagining that, like, still in my 40s, like, having, like, housemates, like, not, like, oh, these are my children, like, other housemates that, like, I got off Craigslist or something, because yeah. we all still have to pay, like, $2,000 to live in this, you know, yeah. nice, but ancient uh, townhome or whatever it is, so, yeah, yeah no, yeah, <laughs> The apartment is definitely a it's it's nice to have your own space. But yeah, like, you know, if if your parents are allowing it and if it's in, you know, the place where you have a job, I know not everybody is still lucky
1: to have that. Then, yeah, definitely something to take advantage of. And I'm just like there's nothing embarrassing about it. I think you brought up a really good point because like the something that I also learned from all the YouTube videos that I was watching at the time in my financial depends is like the, the older you get, the less acceptable it becomes to be broke. So I think like if you are still like really young in your twenties, like nobody like looks down at you because you live in like a tiny crappy apartment or you drive a crappy car because most people do that because you're young and you don't have any money. But it's like if you keep like living above your means, then you're gonna be broke in your 30s and 40s. And that's when it's unacceptable to be like, you know, living with a bunch of roommates or eating ramen every single day. So that was like my thing. Like my first apartment in new york city and i remember like some of the guys that i was dating was like were making fun of me about that but to me that was like the biggest deal that i ever got in my entire life because mm-hmm. my first apartment was in a really cool neighborhood and the only reason i was able to afford there was because we had a one-bedroom apartment we turned into a three-bedroom apartment we like wow. the way it was the way it was shaped is like we split them there was like a bedroom and then it was a really big living room because it was a really old building. So we were able to split the living room in a half. And then what used to be a hallway, there was like a hallway closet. We took down oh the Lord. doors from the closet and we pushed the couch into the closet. And like our living room was like probably like four or five feet wide, maybe probably not even. Wow. But because of that, I got to pay what was like so below the average of like what people pay in rent. And I lived with two couples. It was like five people in what used to be a one bedroom apartment. And people were like, you're crazy. But I'm just like, you're crazy. I got the best deal in the city. (laughs) Um, And it was like a good neighborhood. And, you know, it was perfect for, you know, and I lived there for like first two years that I was in um in new york city and that's one of the reasons why i was able to like get out of debt i was like paying like probably like four or five hundred dollars less than what most people were like paying to live in the city and like at that age that money makes such a big difference yeah um so i was like you know that's in like i was 22 so i was like that was totally acceptable like you know if i'm like approaching my 30s right now still living like that that's when i'll be like okay like uh, maybe he's right it's like nothing like really wrong with it but it's probably like not ideal if that was the thing but i feel like if i was trying to be like super fancy back in the day that's probably where i'd still be living if i like didn't make any changes or you know didn't try to like save money and things like that so yeah i think like the whole like age and you know better tough it out when you're like young so that you can be like you know wealthy and comfortable later on in life like totally makes sense
0: Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. For sure. Definitely, definitely does. So yeah, like, yeah, it's okay. Like sling it out a little bit in the beginning. Cause yeah, yeah. Don't, (laughs) it feels even like, it's just like, it feels like, I don't know, like around this age, like people start thinking more about marriage and not necessarily that there has to be like a set time or age that we get married, but like, I don't know, I guess, yeah, as I approach 30, I feel like I'm thinking about it more and I'm like, oh, like, okay. Like that's something that, you know, is in the, you know, in the future for me, but I'm like, yeah, I want to be like a good partner. I don't want to be like, you know, the totally the incredibly broke partner with a bunch of debt. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I know like, you know, it, it I, I, I could still be a great catch, but I understand that that could be something that can be finances, put stress and strain on relationships sometimes. And yeah, that's definitely something where it's like, okay, like definitely wanted to think, of want to be accumulating like positive capital I think that's I think that's something that the book mentions or whatever is like you have like negative or identity capital and like you're gaining it along the way so like you're gaining it in your jobs you're gaining it in your you know relationships which are also gaining it financially so through the decisions that you make like you're saying like to live a more extravagant life in the beginning versus like you know taking it slow understanding that everybody's kind of in a position where they're not showing off anything big because we quite frankly can't afford it that's okay because then that helps set you up for when you are starting to think about buying a house or you know going back to school or even having a kid these are all things that probably in the same order maybe flip house or kid not kid what is it uh going to school and then house kid probably uh and you know the most expensive um those are things that yeah you start to think about like okay like how do I maintain this budget and be able to now expand it and add all these other things and have the same lifestyle or whatever the case is. So, um, it's definitely something to start early, uh, for sure, and just uh, start that mindset early. So if you I are to think
1: about like yeah, your age.
0: right, no, yeah, for sure. So yeah, definitely. Um, you know, if you're anywhere in your twenties, I mean, and even if you're thirties too, like definitely think about some of these tips and things like that. It'll certainly help with just yeah, just being yeah. able to grow, um, and just feeling like you know you're kind of on, you're on pace. Like, I feel like everybody like we see more about out there now, everybody's trying to do like, you know, personal finance and like, they're trying to like, they're trying to figure out how to build wealth and stuff, you know, whether that's like talking to somebody or honestly, the majority of us want to do it on our own. So, you know, everybody's in tune with the same, the same type of thing. So, you know, take it, take your time. Don't, uh, don't rush it. It's definitely, it's definitely okay. And the things that are supposed to come for you will definitely come. Um, Yeah,
1: yeah. I think like you know the same way. Like I don't. I think like it's never too late to start. But like you know, we want to like at least like and it's a thing. Like everybody's financial situation is different, right? Because you can be not making much money but living very comfortably and like not being stressed out. It's like at the end of the day, it's like how you manage your money, right? Because like I know some people who like make a lot of money but they just always living like paycheck to paycheck because. They just don't have, like, the healthy, like, money, like, behaviors, and it's something that, you know, it just ends up, like, hurting them, like, long term. Um, So I think, like, you know, and this is why I love this podcast is because, like, financial education is, like, so important, um, and, you know, like, it's just, like, important for everybody to, like, regardless of, like, what age they're at, um, but yeah, I just, like, think I lost my train of thought.
0: No, much. <laughs> yeah, very good. But no, yeah, no, it's very true. Like it is. It's definitely important um, to just get educated to know, you know, what types of things help you, what types of things hurt you, and just you know how to navigate that. Because I think the things that seem, you know, things will often seem shiny, and those are usually the the worst ones for us. But they seem like you know a great thing. So yeah,
1: so but yeah. It's no, also like is. you know, what do you really like? Need like to be happy? Because you know, like I spent most of my life like being like super broke and like modest and thing like that like never like wore like any like fancy clothes or anything like that i was like trying to like hawk all the money that i had That i think like if i like if i didn't do that like i'll be in a very different situation like you know nowadays like to your point at the beginning like social media makes it like so hard for us to be like modest and like you know living below our means but like we just need to always step back and see like okay like what is a really good financial decision um and yeah what is really worth it
0: yeah no for sure for sure that's totally totally right um so only a couple more questions for you and then definitely would love for you to tell us a little bit more about you know what types of things um you know we can find on your channel and you know what other types of you know great information that you're putting out there but The last two questions I have for you is what's something that you would do differently in your journey if you were able to, and what's something that you wish you knew sooner about debt?
1: I think I was really trying to think about like what I would have done differently. I don't think like from just like my personal perspective, I mean, I wish I started earlier, but it doesn't matter. I think like, you know, I, I think like I caught my toxic behaviors and like all of that toxic relationship with money like I would still say like relatively earlier I wish it was earlier than that but still relatively early um I do something that I do regret a lot is um I think I was so overly obsessed with my financial journey that it's all I could really talk about um especially like to people who weren't really interested or weren't on the same page as me mm-hmm. and i think like once i started making progress or so i got into like a much better financial situation i think for me you know especially to me it didn't just signify like getting out of like being in debt but just like getting out of like Growing up without much or like having that toxic relationship with money, things like once I like became really good with money and started like making a lot more money, like to me was such a relief from like where I spent most of my life that I think I was just like almost sort of came off probably. I don't know, like that's what I assume, but I think to a lot of other people that I was friends with at the time, I'm pretty sure it probably came off a little cocky um, or, you know, like maybe a little bit condescending, which, you know, is never yeah. my intention. I'm like not one of those people. The perception is reality. Right. So I think yeah. like I wish in certain ways I would have just like kept it to myself. <laughs> um, but that's why I created my YouTube hmm. channel, because I was like, I can just talk to people who actually want to know about this. Like, you know, I don't have to force it on anyone on anyone else. Uh, So that's kind of, like, one of my regrets is just, like, I think in a lot of ways, like, me getting out of debt, like, ruined my relationship with people, which sounds so weird, but, yeah, I think that's kind of, like, something that, like, happened along the way.
0: (laughs) No, I actually, I totally get that, because I think, yeah, it's, like, it's, you're coming more from a place of, like, oh, like, I did this thing, and it's not, like oh, I'm better than you. It's like, oh, I want to show you, like, you could do it too. Like, yeah, like, this is what I did. And like, I totally get that. Like, sometimes people are just, they are not in that place. They haven't, they have not done step one of, I have a problem. Yeah. They have not showed up at AA to say, hi, my name is Kennedy and I am an alcohol, I'm a <laughs> shopaholic. And so- so, you know that's definitely um, that's definitely a good point because yeah it definitely is everybody's journey is different and sometimes they're yeah sometimes they're receptive to things and sometimes they're not and you know maybe they'll come around and now they're like watching your YouTube channel like yeah, yeah like she told me about this thing like you know six months ago but um, hey never too late I'm doing it now so yeah no so that's a, yeah that's a good one that's a definitely um, a good a good point but that perfectly segues segues right into, you know, um, you you started your YouTube channel. So what types of fun things can we find there? Um, you know, especially this is a podcast for people who are trying to, you know, feel better about life, but also so that we can spend better about, you know, spend better about life, spend better (laughs) in life. So, um, what types of things can we find on your YouTube channel, on your social medias? Yeah. Give Mm -hmm. us the the lowdown.
1: Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm like having like a little bit of a social anxiety <laughs> attack right now. I was like, I hope like earlier what I said is like the older you become, the less socially acceptable it is to like be broken and come off like as being cocky or condescending or like Oh, you know, no, not at all. I'm That's like, what people
0: should read that somethings book because that it literally says that. Yep, no, you Yeah, are. I was like, I didn't I didn't
1: say this. I was like, I live by that, but I was just like, It's definitely never too late. Like, you know, it's better like to yeah. start like making changes in your forties than you're like, you know exactly be, like old and like dependent and like not have money to like take care of yourself so that's so things i'm like well, i had a lot of social anxiety after the whole like okay was i cocky
0: <laughs> yeah cocky. no 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 a hundred percent i mean no i think that's i feel like yeah no even worries cause i feel like it's like i feel like it's a general like it's like yeah. a general norm like even thinking about like the resume type of idea like you know like like job hopping it's like okay when you're like 20 something it looks good and then like as we approach 30 people are kind of like so how come you haven't stayed at a job for more than six months Mm -hmm. like it it may have been cool for your income but how come like you know and it definitely it's like I feel like it's definitely like a general just norm and you know like I think like that book talked about like 30s people say that like 20 or no 30 is the new 20 20. or something like that and it's like because it's like an idea of like pushing the the future away pushing the consequences Mm -hmm. of things away but that's that's not the case. Like those consequences are going to show up and they're going to show up hard and like, it's going to suck. Cause I mean, yeah, for a majority of like us, people will like be like, Oh, okay. Like we're looking at you as a a marriage prospect? Oh, maybe, maybe not. Like, okay, like it's definitely a, it's definitely it's like, out there in our society, a hundred percent for sure. It's
1: like I want to marry you, not all of your dead, or something. You're right? Like that, yeah. Like, exactly. You could be like obviously you don't want to look at people just like based off of like how much money they have, but definitely like money is like something that is like one of the most common reasons why like couples like don't work out or like fall apart because yeah. like, finances like affect you so much. So it's like. Yeah, like you, you want to like be at least like you don't you don't need to be, I don't think like you need to be like rich to be attractive to people but definitely like not being a financial burden <laughs> makes you a lot more attractive as a person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um yeah, yeah so oh yeah going back to my YouTube channel so um first of all like my YouTube channel's name is Christina side Hustles. so it was you know okay. probably like people can tell what it is about. So it started as kind of my outlet for like talking about my financial journey. It started mm-hmm. a lot with like Finance 101 like dead and all the things. But like I mentioned to you, like changing my behaviors was a big thing and like saving money more was a big thing. But really what really made a difference on um, my financial situation was making more money rather than spending less. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So um, I on my channel, I share a lot of tips on how you can diversify your streams of income, um, because I think it's so important to have multiple streams of income. I'm just, you know, the more the longer it's been in corporate America, the more I realize, like, how important it is, especially right now with, like, people getting laid off left and right. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, in one day, your life can completely, like, change because the one source of income that you had, you no longer have. And it just puts you in a vulnerable situation. Um, one of the social media networks that I'm very present on because I'm a recruiter is LinkedIn. And, you know, every single day, I see people getting laid off. And recently, I'm seeing, like, more desperate, like posts about people like, oh, I'm getting evicted. I have a child. Like, please don't scroll through this. Like, help me. Like, people, like, maxing out the credit cards and just putting themselves in such a vulnerable situation. And Mm -hmm. I remember, like, not really exactly being in that situation because i'm very fortunate i've never gotten laid off actually survived the third round of layoffs in my company obviously I often wood but I, I do remember like being like really miserable in my job like back in 2020 and not being able to quit it because that was my only source of income and i couldn't do it and mm. that's when i promised myself like i'm never ever gonna put myself in that situation again so you know Now, after, you know, like three years since I really started my YouTube channel and started the side hustle journey, I do have over 10 streams of income, you know, some of them obviously significantly bigger than others. So it's like, not all of them are super like reliable, but at least think, you know, like little money, like little, like $10, $50 here and there makes such a big difference over time. Like Mm -hmm. you would know as a financial advisor, Mm -hmm. compounding on interest, low. yeah. Like all those things, like make money, like, you know, over time a lot. I think the reason why I was able to, like, get my house in my 20s was largely because of side hustles, not like, just because of my corporate job. So, pretty much, like, what I really teach people is, like, how to build different streams of income, like, mostly online side hustles. So, like, how to build passive income. I think one of my biggest goals right now is to, like, increase my passive income is like as much as possible because I wanna make money in my sleep. Like, you know, I wanna sip more careers yes. on the <laughs> beach and still make money. Like, you know, we're I'm making like a little bit of money as we're speaking right now. So like passive yeah. income is great and like not have to be chained to your desk all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's really what what my channel is about. So like different ways that you can like different side hustles that you can pick up to like, you know, change change your financial situation.
0: Yeah, now yeah, awesome. Okay. So if you guys are trying to have a paid girl summer, make sure you are checking <laughs> out container side going? hustles because yes, yes, a hundred percent. That is so true. Like, um, yeah, increasing your income is important. And yeah, we we definitely saw a period in 2020 where companies said yes you are and right now honestly where company said yeah you, and if it unfortunately has to meet our bottom line you are going to be disposable so you definitely want to make sure you have other things to other things to fall back on so you are you're doing the, the thing you got 10 streams of income and they are they you are going to continue to add the ones that will certainly make you more money in your sleep make you money on the mm-hmm. beach um so that's awesome so yes yes definitely make sure you guys check out christina's side hustles the, I've checked out some so it's definitely a great it's great content Um, certainly very beneficial very educational and just I don't know I, I think like I'm always into like learning more about new things and it's really cool to just learn about how other people are figuring out ways to make more money and utilizing you know either experience and skills they've had or learning a whole new skill it's so totally awesome so thanks christina for sharing your journey with us that is so awesome um you can find links below in the show notes thanks again christina that's all we've got for today follow the silver spoon pod on instagram and tiktok to join the conversation let us know what you're doing to knock out your debt we'd love to celebrate your wins subscribe and share with friends so you can both get your weekly spoonful of the abundant life you deserve until next time I'm gonna make